Welcome to Actors Talk. From beginning and maintaining an acting career, working with agents, audition tips, actors as producers and content creators, how the business is changing and what we can do to stay abreast of those changes, any topic that is pertinent to actors and other creatives involved in the business of acting is fair game. These topics and more are explored via in-depth interviews with emerging talent and seasoned pros from in front of and behind the camera on Actors Talk. Welcome everybody to Actors Talk. This is episode 53. My name is Tommy G. Kendrick. I am a sag After member actor based here in Austin, Texas. I am also the producer and the host of our digital get-together. Let me remind you that you can always find links about my guests and their work and about all the things we will discuss in each episode on the Actors Talk website. That's at actorstalkpodcast.com. And when you want to go to this particular episode, just remember actorstalkpodcast.com slash 53 actorstalkpodcast.com slash 53 will take you right to this episode which will feature my interview i'm about to start in just a moment with my guest actress sketch comedy writer screenwriter director producer singer dancer she does it all her name is cheryl texera you may know cheryl from appearances on shows such as it's always sunny in philadelphia Girl Meets World, Mike and Molly, The Mentalist, and many others. I really hope that after you hear our discussion here today, you will think of her often as that very, very talented young woman that you met on Actors Talk, and that is where you found out about the content that she is creating for her own YouTube channel. She has a franchise going that we're going to be talking about now. It's Confessions Of. The first show she did was Confessions Of A Bride-to-Be, the second was an incredibly funny show that really stepped up the production level quite a bit, and that was Confessions of a Bittersweet Actress. Goodness, I love that show a lot. And then she's in post-production now on Confessions of a Bartender. We'll talk about all those and more as we get to my interview with Cheryl Texera. Well, one thing I like to do, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to any of the previous episodes, but I sort of like to find out a little bit of the background of the people that I'm talking to. Now, I know a little bit about your background because I've watched a number of your episodes on your YouTube channel and I've hit your website and all that. But there'll be people literally around the world that may not be privy to that yet. So could you just give us a little bit of information about where you came from, where you grew up? Oh, for sure. Born and raised in New York, an hour north of the city. I've got a big family. I'm one of five and I'm crazy about all of my brothers and sisters. I moved to, I mean, I, I kind of always knew that I wanted to do acting. And when I got into college, that was kind of when I started auditioning in the city and kind of enjoying that. Well, you know, just experiencing it really. And then I went to NYU's Tisch program for a hot minute. 
it wasn't really for me, but I, I definitely appreciate the whole conservatory world. And after I left Tish, I opened up a production company and I started choreographing. I kind of fell into that world. That's pretty interesting. I mean, I think you said on your website somewhere, one of your the things I was reading, that you didn't really consider yourself a choreographer, but you ended up doing some choreography on a professional level. Yeah, well, um, I really, really fell into it. So I have no training as a dancer, no professional training, but I, but I have rhythm and I would always dance in my room and like, just, you know, it was right around the time it was in high school, like when Britney Spears came out and like all of her choreography was like a big deal. I was like, well, I'll just, you know, kind of freestyle and like whatever in that style. And a friend of mine was working on um, a production of Footloose and his choreographer had left kind of like at the last minute. And I said, I have no experience doing this whatsoever, but I know that I know how to dance. So if I can help in any way, and he goes, I'll give you one song. And I was like, okay. And it turned into the whole show. And I thought it was hilarious because the production had a budget. So they paid me and I was like, well, this is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it be funny if I went to a dance studio and submitted to be a dance teacher and that that ended up happening. And I I was a dance teacher for a while. And then I, I got onto MTV and So You Think You Can Dance. And it was just, it was really crazy. Like when I look back on it, I'm like, wow. That's quite a, quite a ride. Let's back up a little bit. You say you sort of always knew that you wanted to be a performer. You sing, you dance, you write, you have all -hmm. these talents. Can you trace that somewhere into the family tree, this desire to do that? Or was this just more of something that you came to all on your own? I, I wish that I could I could find out where it all came from um, other than like watching Annie. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no one in my family at the moment, I still have hope that someone is going to branch out and be like, I want to be an actor. And no one from my family is a performer, but I do very much have a creative family. My brothers and I mean, my whole family is very funny, but my brothers and my father are like, particularly like witty and funny and silly. And, and, uh, both of my photographers are really great, um, photographers, but I'm sorry. Did I just say both of my Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you I mean did, brothers? Sorry. And that's what happened. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the film set yesterday for like such a long time. And I was like, my brain's fried. Sorry. Both my brothers are photographers and my dad, he used to be, um, I'd say an artist, but he was very much interested in art. So. You know, it's funny that you say that because I'm, I was remembering somewhere in the recesses of my feeble brain that you're one of, at least one of your brothers was a photographer because I think we have been linked up on Twitter or somewhere for some time. And it may be that you posted some of your brother's photography sometime and I saw it and went and looked at some of his work and it was really incredibly good. Yes, that is, if you don't mind me plugging my brother. No, go ahead. Feel free. (laughs) That's Peter Texera Photography, and it's on Facebook, and it's amazing. And my my other brother, Robert Texera, he's also a photographer. They both have websites. Definitely check them out. They're amazing. So you you do have an artistic family. What we'll do is we'll put links to all these things on Actors Talk Podcast.com. So if you're driving in your car or whatever, don't think you have to try and pull over and write down a link to a website. It'll all be there in the show notes. That is so sweet, Tommy. Thank you. Oh, no, absolutely. You started your career in New York. Is that right? On the stage? 
Yes. And when did you make the move to Los Angeles and why did you decide to move to Los Angeles? I moved to Los Angeles a couple of years after I graduated college. I did the equity open calls and I tried to get my feet wet in Broadway, but it never, like nothing really ever took off. And I started noticing people from Hollywood were making their Broadway debuts <laughs> quite a bit. And I was like, it seems like Broadway's kind of turning into Hollywood. So I'll just kind of hop over there and see if I can um, figure things out over there. Before you came to Los Angeles, did you have... Were you set up with an agency? Did you have some contacts, a mentor, anything, no. any any <laughs> infrastructure waiting for you? Not at all. And I admire all of the people who realize that they should probably have that in place before picking up and moving across the country because I did not have that at all. Yeah. What I did have, I will tell you, is a very good friend of mine. We moved out together. It was mm. essentially like, if you go, I'll go. And that was huge for me. And then I, I had a couple friends at the time who had already lived out here. So I was so, so lucky to be able to crash on someone's couch for like three weeks or something. That was uh, a huge, huge help. <laughs> yeah. I, our stories are sort of similar oh, in, really? in that way. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking with Cheryl Texera, actress, writer, director, producer, lyricist, sketch comedy writer, oh, all, <laughs> all, all, all of which she does to an extraordinarily Excellent level, by the way. Yeah, when I came out, a friend of mine and I rode out together to Los Angeles from Texas, and it took her about a week to decide she didn't want to be in Los Angeles. It just, oh, it just that was, just wasn't for her. And I was already married, and my wife was going to move out, but I had at least a friend who was in the business. My wife is not in, in the business, and so she left. Luckily, by the time she left, I already had my first agent. So, because I had done a lot of commercial work, so I was able to sort of score a commercial agent right away. But I tell you, it, it must have taken me a year after that to get my sea legs under me. You know, Los Angeles, especially coming from Texas, it was just such a different experience that it took a while to understand how long it takes to get around in traffic and all those kinds of things. It just, it was oh, quite an adjustment. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, the, <laughs> that's, it's so funny. The big mistake I made was uh, right. I think like a week or two after I got out here, I auditioned and got into a play in Anaheim and <laughs> oh, okay. You know where this is going. <laughs> Everyone told me, do not take it. And I was like, no, this is great. Are you kidding? I've been here like a week and I already have a role in something. And they paid like a stipend. So I was like, I'm going to be a paid actor. The amount of money that I spent on gas I and know. The time sitting in traffic, it was three months that I was like, oh dear, Lord. I did not know Los Angeles at all. That is hilarious. One. <laughs> you know, when, when we came out, we decided to come out the summer before we were contemplating making the move just as a sort of test run and to see if yeah. we would like Los Angeles. So we, so we looked on, we, we looked on the map and, you know, things look close together on a map. So we got a hotel, I think in Diamond Bar and we were, we were, had friends in Hollywood. Where is Diamond Bar? I don't know, but it's nowhere close to Hollywood. <laughs> it's so funny. No, but things do, they look close together. And it's just, it's even if they are, it still takes forever. Yeah, that's, that's right. So how did you get your first agent? The first one that I felt was like, okay, this is a real working relationship. I'll right. say that. Because mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> there are a lot of mm, question marks in this town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... 
I was in a, um, I was taking a lot of casting director workshops. Basically, it was a wonderful place where actors really encouraged each other and were really like stood behind each other and were fans of each other. So everybody did such a wonderful job in each workshop. And I started asking the, any guest that would come in, any casting director, would, would you call someone in if they don't have representation? And at the end of a couple of those workshops, a few of my friends at this point came up to me and said, I didn't know that, that you weren't repped. Here's a, here's a referral. And so that's kind of how it, how it worked out. Oh, that's awesome. And, and that is one of the best ways to get with a good agent, hopefully, is a referral because that always smooths the way a, a little bit. I'm talking with Cheryl Texera. You know Cheryl from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, from Girl Meets World. And I hope you know her from her YouTube work. You have a YouTube channel that is fabulous. How did you decide to start creating content for YouTube? I signed up for a class because social media is so relevant now in today's culture. And I started noticing quite a few people are making names for themselves in this industry by having a strong online presence. So there was a class that, um, you know, basically advertised, like, we're going to teach you how to kind of market yourself and be online. And I was like, oh, my God, this is great. I'm totally going to sign up for this. And the first week of class, they said, okay, so every week you're going to post a video on YouTube. And I was like, hi, um, no, I'm, I, you know, I, I was so, I, I, you know, I was so proud. I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm a professional actor. I don't, I don't post YouTube videos. <laughs> and they were like, okay, well, either you just wasted your money on this class or you're going to post YouTube videos. So that was actually how Confessions of a Bride-to-be came about. I happened to be planning my wedding at the time and everyone in the class went around and said, you know, what they had an idea for, for YouTube. And I said, well, I have no idea, but I started talking about my wedding and just how stressed out I was. And one of the girls in class said, well, I'd watch that. And I'm like, really? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, I guess I could do something with that. And then slowly it started turning into like this sketch show. And then as I was doing it, just a bunch of ideas for other confession series came into my mind. It really works well because it looks like a girl in her apartment talking about things related to her wedding. Did you shoot that with a webcam or did you, you know, how high tech was it? The bride to be was, I shot it on my iPhone and I literally just took the camera and like moved around. I basically moved around my apartment. I was like, where can I shoot that I haven't shot before? Like, where can this character live and where would this go? And yeah, and then I was just a a little bit of a nut just shooting videos and, and then of course editing. And so I really learned iMovie quite a bit. (laughs) Well, it's really good. And once again, I'll have links to this on ActorsTalkPodcast.com. We're talking now about Confessions of a Bride-to-Be. and that So that was the first Confessions series. What struck me, because I saw Confessions of a Bittersweet Actress, that's what I started watching first, the difference in production value is unbelievable. What you have here is sketch comedy. You have singing, dancing, song parodies. You have comedy. And I don't, I assume that you have an art director because the art direction in the episodes is wonderful. The colors are bright and attractive and add to the comedy. It just works. The editing is good. The lighting is good. It looks like an expensive series to shoot. It's crazy how that came together. I was actually shooting on a PBS soundstage for the show Make Your Mark with Mark Montano. He is absolutely wonderful. A friend of mine, 
built those sets for him. And I, of course, didn't know any of this. And that friend who built those sets, I happened to call up because he was in the web series class when I created Bride-to-Be. And I said, hey, do you remember that confessions show Bride-to-Be? And he goes, oh, absolutely. I was like, I have an idea for one about acting. And he said yes so quickly to jumping on board to help me with it. And he is not only the cameraman, he's also a producer now. And he's just, he's he's so helpful in everything. My, my husband uh, is also a producer of the show. And it just became a much bigger uh, a much bigger project than I had ever initially envisioned because I was starting from bride to be. Tell people a little about the series. I mean, Confessions of a Bittersweet Actress. I think it's pretty clear what it's going to be. I, th- I also think it's funny that that I'm talking with someone who's doing a series like that in a comedic way because one of my favorite episodes, past episodes of the podcast is is my interview with Marcus Flanagan who has a great book called One Less Bitter Actor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a it really is a great book that that helps actors learn how to avoid becoming bitter. Now you've taken that and turned it on its head and are, and make some hilarious episodes of Confessions of a Bittersweet Actress. About how long is each episode? Roughly uh, anywhere between three to five minutes on average. There are some that are like two minutes, but yeah. Right. And how much pre-production and production and post-production time goes into each episode? <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> okay, well... All right. So bittersweet. I started writing it because the idea just wouldn't get out of my head. So I was like, okay, something's here. So I started just kind of laying it down. And I would say I wrote the first roughly six episodes. I don't know. I'm roughly a month, roughly, but they were all pretty rough. And that was when I got Peter on board and he got the location of the soundstage. We locked in our dates and that was the scary part, because once you lock in dates, now it's go time. And I think at that point, we were three weeks out. And so from that point on, I finalized whatever episodes we did. And, you know, it was, it was about like three weeks of, of pre-production and then like crossing your fingers and hoping that people are excited about it and want to be a part of it. Especially because at that point, the sample that I showed my actors, like, here's here's what we're coming from, was bride-to-be. You know, they right. had no idea. Sure bittersweet was going to look like. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I got incredibly lucky and we had uh, two days in the location. We shot seven episodes the first weekend in two days. And then the next time, again, we didn't know if we were going to get the space and we ended up getting it. And again, it was about roughly three weeks out from the time that we got the space that I was able to finalize everything. And um, that's pretty incredible because once you go and see these episodes, some of them have pretty complicated song and dance numbers and things like that that take time to shoot. And so it's impressive that you were able to get all of those done in a fairly short amount of time. How long have you been writing? Your writing is very accomplished. So I know you didn't just start writing comedy for these confessions episodes, did you? Tell me no. You must have been writing all your life. Ah, uh, uh, I, I, um, so, uh, I will say this. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, oh, man, that's such a sweet compliment. Thank you. Usually there's some struggle for a writer to get to that level. If you've just gone that out, out of the gate, then that's really impressive. 
Oh, wow. Thank you. Wow, that's so nice. I've been studying comedy for a very long time, probably longer than I actually realized, if that makes sense, because I've always been very attracted to it. So when I started doing The Bride-to-Be, that's really when I would say I actually started writing and writing stuff out and actually mapping it out. So I would say 2012-ish. Had you written song lyrics before? Or is this all just a part of this more recent creative burst that you've gone through? When I was much younger, I loved writing. When I was much younger, I'm talking like 13, like nine, I would write poems in my spare time. I would write scripts in my spare time. And then once I got to high school, I stopped all of that because my passion was acting. And partially because... When I started doing dancing, I got the question, well, are you an actor or are you a dancer? Quite a bit. You almost feel like, well, I have to be one because otherwise people won't understand. And I didn't even consider writing. It was just like, no, I'm an actor. That's what I do. And now I'm realizing it's such a such a narrow way to look at people, especially creative people. My goodness. Did you see the article in Variety about all the things happening for people who are making a name for themselves on YouTube? I did. And thank you so much for sending that to me. I meant to email you back and be like, oh, whoa, that was so it's very eye opening. It really is. And I'm really I, I really appreciate Variety actually pointing that out and publishing an entire article on it. You know, I, you know, I kept looking, I was reading the article and, I, and I'm not making this up. I kept looking for your name and I went and looked at your stuff and went, well, this is professional. This, you, you know, this could be on television. You know, it's, oh, it, wow. it's, it's you. that good. And so I'm looking, thinking, okay, you haven't found your audience yet. You know, you have a decent amount of downloads of your YouTube videos, but not anywhere yet what they deserve, nor what I'm sure what they will be, because the the material really is that good. How many of these confession series ideas do you have uh, in the hopper? (laughs) It's a great conceit. You could do a number of these things. It's just a great format. Oh, thank you. Well, I will say this. Locked in I have two, and I'm, I'm in production right now. But I would say anywhere between outside of those two, an additional five or six. I mean, it's it's completely open. You could you could do a confession series on anything. Right. It's great comedy, but there's yeah. nothing untoward and no, nothing I wouldn't bring my 98-year-old mother in and say, look at this, hilarious, watch this. I actually approach it like that because I have nieces and a nephew and I am very aware that they're going to be watching it. So I really like to keep it as PG as possible. And I'm right now doing confessions of a bartender. So, I mean, there, you know, there may be an episode that may not be like completely kid approved, but I really appreciate clean comedy. These episodes of confessions of a bittersweet actress are so right on. And if you've been in the business a while, they're really, really right on <laughs> that, that, that it was just hilarious. I was just laughing my head off in the car as I went through one after the other. One of the things I talk about a lot on the podcast here is actors not waiting for permission to act, especially in the time in which we live. There's so much technology that is at least affordable. The opportunity is there. I really appreciate 
what you're doing in that regard. Can you advise people who want to maybe start doing something in terms of creating content? Is there any advice of where to start? Would it be to find a class like you did? Well, first off, I just have to say I second absolutely everything that you're saying, that you, that you say to your actors, everything. I think that we are in a time where we are very lucky that technology can be done on the cheap so easily. The fact that you can shoot a movie on your iPhone is huge. They didn't have that 10 years ago. And the fact that there is a website like YouTube or like Vimeo where you can put your stuff up and know that people will see it or at the very least people will find it. That, and that's I just think that that's absolutely incredible. And then editing software like Final Cut Pro X is 10, I think it's, I think it's a uh, like $300 or something that is so insanely affordable that I'm just like, what? It's a pro editing system that you can have on your computer. Um, so that's, so I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Tom, the tool, the saying. tools are there. We, there's just no reason to, to sit around and wait. You know, you mm-hmm. can, you can get, get busy. And what I tell people, okay, maybe I'm not a writer, but I probably know someone who is. So I take my strengths and find my friends who have other strengths and together, maybe we can, uh, you know, rehearse it in a barn and put on a show, you know? Well, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, and that's what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. Just collaborate with your friends and just get together and, and shoot stuff. I mean, Lena Dunham is, she's a bit of inspiration for sure, because even before she got girls, she was doing a web series. And I just found that so interesting because of course, prior to girls coming out, I never, like, I didn't know who she was. And now it's like this, I think she was 23 or 24 at the time. And now this 24 year old has, you know, writer, director, executive producer of a huge HBO show. I'm like, who is this chick? And, (laughs) you know, before she had that accomplishment, she was making web series because she was a writer and she wanted to create stuff and an actress and she wanted to, she wanted to do stuff. So I thought that that was so wonderful that it's like, oh, wow. And you look at her and you'd be like, well, she probably would never have to do that. And it's like, no, but she did. So why, why wouldn't you do that? If you want to be a writer, if you want to be an actor, it's like, don't wait for someone to maybe see your talent or to have an idea of what your talent might be and then put you into a box. Go and show them what you are and put it up and, and, and share it with people. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Well, you have a feature film that's in, is it in pre-production or in development? Or can you talk about it or do you want to just not talk about that? Is it too early yet? I can share a bit about it. It's called Bachelorette Weekend, and it's a dark comedy about um, about five girls who uh, go away for a Bachelorette Weekend, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> and I wrote it with my very, very talented writing partner, Cassie Daniels. And we started writing that actually when I was doing the Bride to Be episodes. She had been writing for quite a few years. And when she saw my YouTube videos, she approached me and said, I have an idea for a film. You want to write it with me? And it was such a no brainer. I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? Yeah, let's do this together. And she's of course, one of my best friends. So I was like, here we go. And we got very lucky with it and we sold it and we're still attached to it. So there we are. Again, I'm talking with Cheryl Texera, actress, writer, director, lyricist, singer, dancer. Is there anything you don't do, lady? I, I feel like I, I don't know if I would give myself so many titles. Well, you do you do all of those things on your show. You know, the, the talent is all there. Cheryl, thank you so much for being on Actors Talk. 
Oh, Tommy, thanks for having me. We'll have links again on actorstalkpodcast.com to all the places where you can find Cheryl Texera and all of her work. And it really is work that you must check out. Thank you so much, Tommy. It's just been so fun talking to you. It was such a pleasure talking to you. I really, really did enjoy that interview a lot. Well, I promised you a talented, dynamic young woman to be on the show today. I think I promised you that. If I didn't, I should have because she's that and much more. Cheryl Texera. Confessions of a bride-to-be, confessions of a bittersweet actress, confessions of a bartender, and much, much more. I can't wait to see all the things that she has in store for us. I'm going to cut this short because, actually, Cheryl's calling back, and I want to hear what she has to say, and I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you so much for being with me here on Actors Talk. Uh, Join me next time. We'll have another great guest upcoming for the episode following this. will be an interview with filmmaker Kyle Prohaska. Kyle Prohaska, who has a new film called Love Covers All. We'll be talking about that in a couple of weeks on Actors Talk. But let's see what Cheryl's calling in. Let's see what she has to say. God bless you. See you next time. Tommy, that was such a fun show. I Seriously, I, I can't wait to hear it. Wow. Okay. I'll take that. Thank you, Cheryl. God bless you. Till we see you in the movies, this is Tommy. So long. That's a wrap.